So continuing on with our new formats of live streaming, I thought it would be worthwhile spending a few minutes this evening uh, looking at the shock announcements in the US of Joe Biden's surprise election win. Uh, the media are saying he has received more votes than any other presidential candidate. And I've been following politics for over 25 years. And I go back to the time of Bill Clinton's first presidency. I can recall it very well, and Obama's first election win. That was very interesting to observe. And here we are, 2020, wondering about what is going on, trying to scratch our heads, curious as to how this has come about. And we are living in such strange times. Most of us were thinking that Trump would probably win, and that hasn't happened, at least not officially. But what I want to do this evening is speak to Sister Helen, who is a Native American, and she will be joining us shortly to share her thoughts with all of us. But uh, just for the next few minutes, just want to share my own thoughts about the crazy uh, last few weeks and months. It all began, of course, at the beginning of the year with uh, Biden being selected to stand for the Democratic Party. And incredibly, he was selected to become their candidate. And on top of that, he has now been declared the American president. Shocking times, very unexpected, of course. And I see people are dancing all over America, celebrating all over America. You would have expected that, of course. But I can't quite put my finger on it. And I'm really... Keen to know what our American friends are thinking about this, what they are making about this. It is fair to say that if he is inaugurated January next year, Trump will have gone by then, obviously. But what happens if Trump doesn't go? May we see a coup d'etat? May we see the US military stepping in to stop Biden from becoming the American president? Can they force Trump out? I'm very keen to know what people think. Well, a few hours ago, I was watching the news and it said breaking news. Biden has now been elected the 46th president, I think it is, of the USA. And we were all thinking that Trump would probably win or be reelected. And yet here we are. At least it would appear as of right now that uh, that's not the case that uh, Biden has won. Let's bring Helen in and get her take on what's going on. Sister Helen, can you hear me okay? Sound better. Thank you for joining us. What are your thoughts on this incredible day, Biden's shock win, the media are dubbing it, and yet, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there a official formality to go through before an American president is declared to be the American president? Um, the it seems to me that what's happening is that the media is calling each different state, but it's, and I'm under the impression that the media is not the people that have to do that. This is, mm. um, there's all kinds of electoral rules. Um, it depends on the state and each state has its own rules, um, how they count the ballots, how late or how early they allow them to be accepted, whether they have mail-in, whether they have voter ID, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
the the media seems to be calling the elections in each state, especially in the battleground states, much sooner than than they really should. There seem to be a lot of um, ballots still to be counted, and yet they're. I mean, this was the first day on Tuesday, and and they weren't really waiting to to do that. And there's a lot of concern on some on the part of some people, you know, why is that being done? And then, of course, I think that the ballots, the, the tallies have to be reported up the chain, let's say, and then they go through the electoral college process, which I believe is kind of a formality and it's done in January. It's like a certification kind of a thing. Are you surprised that Biden's uh, win came about with very little uh, canvassing, as we call it in the UK, that he got more votes than Obama and Bill Clinton, didn't do many press conferences, didn't really press press the flesh. And the media are saying that uh, he's won big. Does that surprise you at all? Um, first of all, I would say he has not won big. The, it's, it's quite close. They, mm. The media... Um, the media is um, skewing with their adjectives and their adverbs and their hedging words. They kind of um, put a twist on on what they're reporting so that they can make people have a certain impression. So every time I read the news, I think you have to look carefully and uh, whoever's reporting data, who's reporting um, the statistics, of course, you have to know how to read the statistics, um, you know, versus people who maybe just report conclusions. You have to be kind of careful. You have to be a savvy reader of the news to kind of see what's going on. When they say that Biden won big, I would say that's absolutely not true. And one of the reasons I would say that is because the Senate uh, um, is just too close when the Dems thought, thought they were going to pick up some seats and take up the majority. And in the House of Representatives, they've lost a lot of seats to Republicans. Some of them are even incumbents, I believe. So he's kind of, they, the Dems have lost their, um, they've lost some ground in the legislat legislative branch. So, you know, this idea that Biden is, is um, got a big mandate, which is what he claimed, is, yeah, I think is not true. And in fact, I, I do think the Dems are kind of splintering because they've got the more moderates. I've been reading today and the moderates are, uh, some of the moderates have lost to Republicans and they're blaming you know the squad and Alexandra, Alexandra, uh, Alexandria um, Ocasio Cortez. You know, and other people like that who are really pro-socialist, and so they feel like they've they've the the moderate Dems feel like they've lost because of the other side, and then there's some splintering already starting. Um, I I'm I'm think I'm, I'm a little concerned about the whole thing of the mail-in ballots and the counting. There's been some irregularities. It's hard to tell how much, but I think when the system allows irregularities 
to occur. It's hard to tell how much it occurs, but if you allow it and there's no checks to stop it, then you don't know how much of it occurs and you don't know how much of it will occur in the future, which is concerning. How about the popular vote? Popular vote. They're saying he's won the popular vote um, as I did Hillary Clinton last time. Does that make I, sense? I think that's true, but I don't really know the numbers. Do you mm. know the numbers? Uh, he's got, I think, 290 as of right now. Yeah, that's the and Electoral Trump, College. That's, yeah, the, that's a presumptive. Yeah. I think it's three or four states still to confirm, but he's won Pennsylvania, hasn't he, which gives him the magic 270. Um, the thing is that everybody has been saying in the weeks before the election that the um, that Pennsylvania was going to be really problematic. Apparently, there has been a lot of shenanigans in the past, mm. and Pennsylvania had quite a um, a big push on mail in ballots, um, accepting mail in ballots. You know, maybe. And I think another thing that happened in a lot of states is that they were changing the rules very, very soon before the election. And sometimes there were court judgments about it um, very, very soon before the election. And now there is a feeling that Pennsylvania was really problematic in terms of um, uh, honesty. But I don't really know. I mean, I think those people who have, you know, done the wrong thing, they know. But it's like people don't, they think that the end justifies the means, whoever has been doing fraudulent things. And I know there's quite a lot of talk that Pennsylvania was definitely going to be the fraudulent, uh, 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 possibilities for fraudulent activity. There was mm. talk about that for many weeks. And it seems yeah. to be that there was some, there's some stuff going on, but it's really hard to tell. If there's no fraud, let's just, say for argument's sake there's no fraud, mm -hmm. which is highly problematic. Well, let's just say for argument's sake there's no fraud. How could it be possible that Biden could have won? Because again, he had no crowds. Trump had many crowds. He didn't do many press conferences, uh, was a little uh, lukewarm to begin with, wasn't particularly convincing. And yet again, according to the media, they're saying that he's got more votes than any other president. The crowds were far and few between. I, I just puzzled as to how he was able to do this. I, I personally do believe there's a fraudulent activity, but it's hard okay. to tell the to tell the degree. There's certainly plenty of room to do fraudulent activity without it being detected. Um, and when you have that, people are more likely to do fraudulent things. Now, I think that um, there's probably maybe three or four groups that voted for Biden. I would say one are people who are definitely socialist, progressive, um, have probably never lived in a socialist or a truly socialist or truly progressive country, so they don't know what it's like. Or they really truly believe that they will be among the people controlling and not the ones who are being controlled. That's one group. I would say then there's people who just want to look like they're on the bandwagon, that they're woke. Um, there are people who voted for Biden because they hate Trump, really, literally hate Trump. And they know about some of the problems with Biden, but they hate him so bad. They hate Trump so bad they would vote for Biden. Yeah. And then I think there's also another group of people who just swallow hook, line, and sinker the 
media lines. They they have a busy life. They only watch one or two media sources. Maybe they listen to CNN or maybe they watch MSNBC or they read the Washington Post or the New York Times. Mm. And so they just only hear one line. And so they think, well, it must be true, you know. And so I think there's kind of those four groups, maybe. I was surprised last night to see Fox News basically saying that uh, Biden had won well, because they've been huge supporters of Trump for a long time now. Yeah, but there was a lot of talk about how they got some guy, but I don't remember his name, who jumped from, I would, I don't remember, maybe it was MSNBC or CNN, a, a Democrat who, who um, gave a lot of money to some of the, I think he gave money to Obama and Clinton, and he's part of this team that's reporting on it, and he's one of the ones that really pushed to call Arizona, I understand. But I don't know more. I can't remember more details right now. But yeah, I mean, somebody said, I've heard some really interesting comments. Number one is, if the Dems, are, if the Dems have done nothing wrong, why are they afraid of recounts? It was a really interesting comment. Another comment I heard was, Nevada is in the business of counting money and chips and gambling cards. How come they can't count, count the votes? Um, and, you know, Florida got their stuff all together and managed pretty fast. How come these other states have had so much trouble? You know, there's a lot of interesting comments out there. Yeah, I guess as a non-American, what concerns me the most is what happens in America will affect the whole world indirectly. Of course, Biden is, what, 78? Not in the best of health. He won't last. Uh, into, I, I can't see him finishing his four-year term. And, of course, he will probably step down. And I'll be generous to say in the next maybe 18 months, if he does step down due to poor health, of course, Camilla Harris takes over. Right. And, of course, she's on the left. She's a progressive Democrats, and she's very close to the Palestinians, uh, more LGBT, a uh, greater sense of uh, embracing what's uh, anti-God, whereas at least with Trump, for the most part, although he's not a Christian, obviously, but for the most part, he was seen to be more uh, righteous, shall we suggest, more decent, shall we suggest, for the most part, uh, the less of two evils, I suppose. Mm, I think he had a lot of cover from the media. Yeah. Um, from what I've been reading, he is quite a bit farther left than he is portrayed. But all the forty-five or fifty years that he's been a senator, or was a senator and then a vice president, he was um, he was always put forward by the media as a centrist, somewhat centrist. But that's not really true. Mm. And um, you know, I've heard a lot of different things, but I I don't. You know, since I don't have the evidence right in my head right now, I'd rather not say. But I think yeah. he's he's farther left than he is portrayed by the media. Now, Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris is um, it's funny because people basically said she was not she's not very likable. She had a lot of real big problems in California when she was Attorney General, and she put a lot of people behind bars for minor drug infractions and. And then when she was in the primary, during primary season, she was like one of the first ones to drop out. She only got 4% of the vote. Nobody liked her. She comes from a very, um, um, 
you know, she portrays herself as a, um, as a, you know, in the, in the first debate, she poured her portrayed herself as a poor kid who wouldn't have gotten a good education and so on. But this is not true because her mother was Indian and went to America to do her PhD. I think it was in Berkeley and in, and she was a biochemist or something like that. And her father is a professor at Stanford. So she's, she's, she's quite from an educated class. So she portrayed herself a certain way too. That wasn't really accurate. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm, you know, it's, it's kind of scary. I always find it also rather puzzling that those who push the most for the distribution of wealth, uh, like uh, Warren or Saunders or now Harris and others like uh, such people, they're so wealthy. Yeah, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, uh, Bezos. They're so wealthy, these people. Tom Cook. Yeah. They, want to, they want to spread the wealth, but they don't seem to want to lead by example. And with Biden I, not in the best of health, like I say, his cognitive disorder. I just think the next 18 months are going to be very turbulent uh, for America. And of course, America does go to the left. And that's why we're doing this live stream for this evening, in case you care to know uh, our viewers. If they go too far to the left, they will become anti-Israel, right, like the Labour right. Party in the UK. I mean, look at Labour in the UK under Jeremy Corbyn. I mean, was it the European Union or the uh, United Nations today uh, did an inquiry and they found that the Labour Party is institutionally racist? the so-called left-wing progressive party, anti-Israel, anti-the-Jews, and it's caused a huge embarrassment in the UK for the Labour Party. And if you go against the Jew, you are going against the Lord. Right. So I'm just concerned, and of course I will be concerned, and we should be concerned as Bible believers, that if America goes to the left, and if Pelosi is uh, de-seated, if she's dethroned, if she is uh, replaced by the squad, as they are called, then it'd be very interesting to see what happens. You could have a far left-wing speaker of the house a far left-wing american president and of course the antichrist can't be far behind the false prophet can't be far behind so i think this is very relevant uh to anybody anybody who's pre-tribulational there's a lot of upheaval a lot of turbulence i think in the political scene i mean i was just reading to um yesterday in the washington times that they were saying that putin is probably going to resign in in January, because he has Parkinson's. That. Yeah, I saw that. it's being denied, isn't it? I, I don't know. You know, they probably yeah. will deny it because until it actually happens, they don't want to look like a weakened state. But it's, you know, there's a lot of turbulence going on in Africa. I think I told you this other times. Is Africa has a lot of turbulent um, election stuff going on. Turkey is just being crazy. I don't know. It's... I mean, I'm glad the Lord knows. Yeah, absolutely. He knows everything, thankfully. He's already decided how this is all going to play out. But, of course, we're living in time. The Lord's outside of time. So we have to try and work out what's going on. Yeah. And historically, when, when the far left have come in, like Russia or other governments or those in opposition, the Jew has always been persecuted every single time. And uh, I just think Israel could be squeezed now uh, with the new Biden-Harris uh presidency and vice president and like i say if pelosi is replaced i mean pelosi is center uh biden center both center left so they're not hard left but if the squad replaced pelosi and if harris replaces biden in say 12 to 18 months time america's gonna be on the left far left wing 
government or a far-leaning left-wing government. And I'm just wondering if the military would step in or would allow it just to run its course, think, and what would be the likely outcome of that if America goes too far to the left? Well, the military in Israel, what do you mean exactly? Well, in America, what would, the, what would the military in America do if America went far to the left and started to get closer to Iran and uh, Russia and Venezuela and uh, places like uh, Cuba? Because that's where the left-wing leaders are. That's where their, their uh, allegiance lies with the, uh, the far left, of course. Um, I think the military, right, I, I don't know, because the military tends to be more conservative. Um, but they do have a strong sense of, you know, you obey your commander-in-chief. I think it's something that it could happen really suddenly in a strange way, like maybe a war has started somewhere or something. Or it could just be a gradual drift toward farther and left, as been happening over the last 50 or 60 years. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. there's so many surprises that could just pop and, and then, you know, it just is like an earthquake in the political scene, maybe. Well, either way, it's what? fascinating times to be living in. Mm. Uh, and I can't think of anything like this in 25 years of foreign politics. I mean, Obama's presidencies were pretty uh, straightforward, pretty bland. He was very quickly forgotten. Uh, Bill Clinton's were pretty bland, quick, uh, very easily forgotten. But this feels very different. I mean, everybody thought that Trump would win and he would win big, and it wasn't a landslide. And uh, they rigged it, I, and perhaps they yeah. did. I think uh, one thing that's oh, sorry. One thing that seems really no, concerning me, this time is that the media has so has in the social media and and normal press media has seemed to gain so much control and so much power, and they're exerting it, you know, more assertively. But like, for example, Obama had a bunch of scandals and yet the media was saying he had none. And so most people think he didn't have any. Oh, same here. Same here with the Labour governments in the past. Hmm. See, if you go back to the 1970s, we had, we had a similar problem back here in the UK. We had a, a left-wing government, very left-wing government, and there were talks that there was reports at the time that the British military were about to uh, launch a coup to remove the then Prime Minister, a guy called uh, Wilson, Howard Wilson. In fact, I read an article a while ago that uh, George H. Bush was flying to Britain uh, because he found out that uh, Wilson was a Russian spy. And at the time, Bush was head of the CIA and he was flying to Britain to basically say, if you don't resign, uh, we, may call the, we, we may pull the rug from under you. And that caused ripples and uh, Wilson had to resign. So it has happened before, though not officially, of course. But I just can't help thinking that if America does go to the left, the far left, and starts uh, pushing away from friends and allies and embraces foes and those of a uh, demonic persuasion. I, I just, I'm just curious to know what the military would do. And also, what's, what's Trump going to do in all of this? I mean, Trump's got a big presence. There's talk he may run in 2024. He's got a lot of influence. And I think there's a lot of people mad um, the way the Dems are moving. They don't like it. And I, I Israel think, is the key to everything. Yeah. She always has been. Mm. I mean, the left wing, I keep saying this, the left wing have traditionally hated the Jews. And any hatred of the Jews is demonic. Yeah. Now, the state itself may be problematic. And we know that the state itself isn't a godly state, but that's not the point. The state, the, the point is the state is Jewish and the Jews are 
in the land because that's what the Lord wants them. And when he wants to, he'll, he'll pick them 144,000 out of those living in Israel today. And the two witnesses are going to come back and there'll be Moses and Elijah. I mean, this whole world started with the Jew and it will end with the Jew. Yeah. At least with Trump. I mean, he gave Israel a lot of support. I mean, even Obama, for the most part, wasn't anti-anti-Israel. But I've just got a feeling with Kamala Harris and uh, the squad, if they can kick out uh, Nancy Pelosi, could really take America in a whole different direction, which we've never seen before. I think that, um, like, I was listening to France 24 briefly. They're very pro-Biden, but anyway, they were saying um, in terms of foreign policy, you know, that he will he will rejoin the climate, the Paris Climate Treaty. He will um, do the Iran. He'll go back with the Iran thing, quote unquote, like if you yeah. can check compliance and a couple other things I don't remember right now, but because I, from what I understand, the president has a lot of more power and foreign policy, whereas domestic, um, it's supposed to lie more with the Congress. So, you know, he can mess up the foreign policy. And then we're talking about China and how he's got these strange connections that I knew about three, four years ago. Mm. This has been known for some time, you know, that Hunter Biden was gotten these company connections. So I, I don't know. I don't know if America will move toward the left and then they'll just say, well, we're kind of your ally, but actually we're really not going to defend you if Iran comes after you, which is what Iran wants to do. But to bring Harris uh, mm. into the circle, mm. and again, I keep saying it, the, the squad, as they're known in America, uh, looking to take over the uh, the the, uh, the house itself. I just can't help thinking that this is going to end pretty badly. And of course, Trump could still refuse to go, couldn't he? I think that would be pretty hard, actually. I mean, I saw something this morning when Nixon was forced to resign. He had people from the uh, the Democrats and the Republicans who went to him privately saying it's time to go. And he had to go at that time. And he realized that both parties were telling him to go. I, th I think that the Supreme Court probably, even though they're very conservative, they wouldn't support him. And so he would go. I think he would realize that his his best chance for influence would lie with his skirting the media and, um, you know, speaking directly to the people. You know, he's talking about running again. I don't know if that would happen or I, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I we're, looking at, we're looking at this from the biblical perspective, mainly not so much mm -hmm. the secular one as Bible-believing yes. Christians. Uh, obviously, we live in two worlds. We live in the kingdom of God. Uh, and we also live on this earth. We have eyes to see and ears to hear. And obviously, we want to try and work out what's going on. And as things start to turn bad, and of course they will, in the not too mm -hmm. near future, uh, it's our belief that the rapture could easily come. I mean, things have to get worse before they get better. With Trump, there was a sense of things could roll on for another few years. But now he's gone, and that looks like it, you know, it looks like he has gone. Now that he has gone, and now that, or once he has officially gone, the world's going to move much more to the left, and Israel is going to be squeezed. Like I say, more lawlessness will come. The BLM will feel like they've got a uh, greater yeah, voice. Yeah. And of course, Camilla Harris was pro BLM. She was pro uh, defunding the police. She's pro abortion. Uh, she's anti Christianity. Uh, I just can't see. What good will come out of this? And in the meantime, we have to pray for 
the new American presidents and the new vice presidents, or say we, I mean, Americans have to pray for their new presidents, their new vice presidents. But as Bible believers, I just can't think of a time like this in history. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't this feel slightly different, Helen, to previous elections? It's been a very polarizing election. And COVID-19 still wild, you know, wildly out of control, or so we're told. Yeah. It's just such a strange time. It, it seems like there's too many strange things going on. And it's like, you know, some days I wake up and look at the news and I feel like things are out of control. It's not only that the, the, the things that are happening in the governments are out of control. It's like the people themselves are out of control. You know, the yeah. riots, um, people, even things, normal people, things that they say, people who won't speak to their family members, people who are doing crazy things, you know, or just having crazy ideas or, you know, being, I see a general um, tendency not to listen to another opinion. Yeah. It's like people's minds are being almost controlled now. Mm. But I'm not sure. UK. We have yeah. a second lockdown and the government are paying 900 billion pounds, astronomical amount of money to prop up the economy. And every country, every country is collapsing. Denmark, I see, are culling millions of their animals. Uh, countries all over the world are still falling over themselves. This isn't just an American thing, incidentally. I saw somebody in America earlier on saying this whole thing was done to attack Trump. This is all over the world, friends. This isn't just in America. This is all over the world. And Britain's basically bankrupt at the moment covid is still uh hasn't hasn't gone away it's still uh, rippling although they're saying that the second wave is over now and i got this picture in my mind that in about 12 months time or maybe a little less give or take i can see camilla harris with a hard hat sitting in uh one of those tractors knocking down parts of trump's wall and saying he divided us but we are going to unite us i can just see that sort of thing happening and the media will just love it. They'll get so behind that kind of uh, propaganda of the left uniting uh, to try and undo some of Trump's uh, legacy. But, of course, he could still win. He could still survive this, which would be really interesting. That does happen. It would be humiliating, of course, for those that have endorsed uh, Biden. And I'm afraid so even, even in the UK, politicians here are saying that uh, they are already acknowledging Biden as the next American president. And yet it's not even official yet. Uh, that, that's what I don't understand. It seems like people are like jumping ahead of the game. Like they're so eager to have Biden um, be the president that they're just jumping ahead as if it were a fact already. There's a spirit. I here. mean, it's yeah, there's something strange going on. I, um, I, I do think that, you know, it's, it would be so easy for someplace like China or Iran to take advantage of this weak moment. Yeah, absolutely. And yes, Al Gore uh, and George Bush had their uh, issue back in 2000. Of course, of course, the courts ruled in Bush's favor, but this is still somewhat different. I mean, Gore and Bush are still good friends after the election. In fact, all these presidents are good friends behind the scenes, but this is different. Well, I'm not a huge fan of Trump. I mean, I've been very critical of him over the years for different reasons. But there were aspects of his presidency which were very much to be commended. I mean, he was, he was 
a friend to Israel. He did more for the church in America than any other president has done. Uh, he uh, put Russia slightly in the back burner, dealt more with China. Um, unfortunately, he made a lot of mistakes along the way. He was too close to Rome. And yeah. uh, he bowed down to the Pope, John Paul II. He prayed at his, uh, uh, one of his shrines in America, which I was very critical of. Yeah. And he was also very naive at times. He was very naive. Yeah. Saying, fake news here, fake news there. And he was partly right, but he wouldn't call out Rome. He never said fake news with Rome. He never called out the Jesuits or the Knights of Columbus or other nefarious mm. Catholic groups, which as a former Catholic myself, and also you are, Helen, that was a big problem for myself and also for you and others I know. And we wanted him yep. to be more... Not necessarily uh, biblical, because he's not a Christian, of course, but to be more neutral. And he seemed to be too close to Rome, uh, a bit too close to Russia in some ways. And he was close to the Turkish leader, who, of course, is a dictator, Erdogan. So don't get me wrong, I'm not overly, I'm not overly uh, endorsing the man. But as you say, Helen, if this has all been stitched up, if these votes have been... Uh, if, these, if this is a fraudulent count, if they've been able to get dead people to vote which apparently is what seems to be uh, happening of course it's a travesty it's uh it's criminal and why aren't the fbi being called in um it makes people wonder if this election has been stolen you know how many other elections what is what happens they're going to be they're going to lose the trust in the system and then mm. thems are asking oh you know you guys all have to you know now we have to join together we have to be united blah 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 and it's not going to happen. It's going to become more, people are going to get more and more polarized. Mm. And, you know, it's going to cause a lot of societal friction and fracture. Um, even between parents and children. Remember you sent me that picture with a kid that said, divorce your parents or, or disinherit your parents or something? Yeah, sounds familiar. Um. It's, it's scary yeah. because it's like you see that Satan is trying to use any, anything and everything at his reach to, yeah. to spoil mankind in every way he can imagine. Mm. He doesn't want people to get saved. He doesn't want people to live rightly. I mean, I was thinking, uh, why do the Dems have so much appeal and and then the laws have been moving in a direction for 60 years where it now protects wrongdoing, where it's supposed to be that it protects people who do the right thing. And it's turned to where now it's protecting people who do the wrong thing. But that's what happened in Genesis 3, you know, mm. where man, Satan told Adam and Eve, you, you can make up their rules. And, and so it's like the Dems say, no, we can make up the rules the way that we want them. And people yeah. love that. Yeah. I'm also thinking about next year, uh, once Britain officially leaves the EU and does a deal with Brussels, Biden, of course, is no friend of Britain. He's a Roman Catholic. He's very pro-Southern Ireland uh, and it is anti-Britain. But I'm thinking about next year, about a currency. I'm, seeing, I'm just wondering if they're going to try and... Uh, uh, get, rid of, get, uh, get rid of cash and go to the card alone, which of course we tied to the mark of the beast. Of course, where's the rapture and all of this? The rapture has to come first, then it's the mark of the beast. Because I mean, it's moving in that direction. I mean, parts of the UK are no longer uh, no longer taking cash anymore, Helen. Were you aware yeah. of that? Some shops yeah. don't take cash anymore. I didn't know that. I know that China is very involved in this push. Sorry. Yeah. 
So 12 months ago, this was unheard of. And now major supermarkets are no longer taking cash. And I mean, not just supermarkets, some major shops as well. Wow. And buses in London, you have to use your Oyster card. You can't pay cash in the buses. And even car park parts of the UK now, it's all done via the card. So it would be interesting if a Biden presidency uh, would attempt to get rid of cash and go to a cashless society, which is what the Chinese are trying to do uh, next year. And then the mark of the beast comes along and it's all tied to 666. China has, is really pushing for that. And they're pushing for yeah. that also in a lot of these Belt and Road Initiative countries like Nepal and Pakistan, I think. Yeah. And they've got they've got their fingers in a lot of software and devices that are just going all over the world. Although I, I do think like in America and Europe, people, there's such a large informal economy that I think it would. Pardon? Pardon? Are you still with us, Helen? Yes. But as far Should as China is concerned, I think I'll just add a few, a few thoughts until you can come back online. As far as okay. China is concerned, of course, she has the second largest economy in the world. It's catching up with uh, America. She counterfeits everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if Trump was hard enough on China. He may well have been. And of course, some of the people say that uh, COVID came from China as a payback uh, to the West. And who knows if that's true or not, but it probably did come out of China. I don't, I don't think many people... Uh, would question that, but you look at France, you look at Germany, Britain, back in our second lockdown in less than a year, and it could last until March next year. Uh, the chance has put 900 billion, I mean, nearly a trillion pounds, astronomical amount of money, a trillion pounds almost into the economy. Where's this money coming from? It's just, it doesn't seem, there seems to be no light at the end of the tunnel. They make it up. They, they print the cash, the money, of course, then inflation goes up. In the back to 1920s in Germany, which hasn't come yet. Inflation is still very low in the UK. Incredible. Very strange times. So we will see what happens over the next few weeks and months. Yes, it's possible, like I say, that Trump could still win, that the Supreme Court could overturn Biden's win, which would be humiliating to the Democrats. Or more likely, they will uphold Biden's win and Trump will be forced to resign, which will be humiliating for him. I still think he may come back in four years' time, Helen. I see it 2024, Trump returning. Uh, he's got a lot of followers, a lot of support, and he has got a, he's, he has got a presence as well. Right, he does. There's something different about Trump than previous leaders. I don't trust everything he stood for or said. I was always critical of him, and I still am. I think he was surrounded by lousy Christian leaders. I mean, Paula White a few days ago was uh, praying and speaking in tongues, apparently, as she was interceding for him. I sent a link to watch. I couldn't see the video, but I was reading the transcript. I mean, when you've got a woman in, in authority, what does Isaiah say? When you've got women in authority, uh, it's a scourge to society. Right. And, you know, at least with other leaders of, of yesteryear, male, male leaders from yesteryear, it wasn't as bad as it is now. But Trump was ecumenical, and that may have been his downturn. And also, I think it's possible... If you go back to January, Helen, you might remember this very well. They wanted to carve up Israel. Do you remember that meeting at the White House with uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and uh, Donald Trump? They wanted to carve up Israel. They wanted to give some of the land to the Palestinians. Do you remember that? Vaguely. Yeah. 
and I watched that very carefully. And I thought this doesn't sound like good. This this isn't good at all. And um, I watched a video a few uh, a few weeks ago. Brother put up put up a video, and he was basically saying that he thought that decision in January could have sparked COVID. That the Lord was punishing America with COVID because of Trump's negligence over Israel, working with the uh, Netanyahu to carve up Israel and to give uh, part of uh, Jerusalem to the Palestinians. And also, if you remember around that time, the Pope was on board with that, as was Boris. Boris nearly died. The Pope got COVID. And the whole world just went into a very dark place. I thought, yes, that's an interesting hypothesis that the Lord is perhaps punishing America for deciding to carve up Israel, not once, but twice this year. Yeah, they didn't approve those settlements or whatever it was in, in, in exchange for doing this Abrahamic pact thing or whatever it's called. That's uh, Biden, not you know, Biden, that the, uh, Trump was doing. Of course, Biden also was yeah, part of that yeah. agreement. He was also pro it. But I wondered, the Lord stepped in and said, that's it, uh, Donald. You were, you were guilty of carving up America, carving up Israel, I should say, carving up Israel. And as a result of that, I'm going to punish you with COVID. COVID. That poor decision is kind of gone downhill. And it may just perhaps have cost uh, Trump the election. I don't know. But either way, we are living through fascinating times. We are pre-tribulational with this ministry. We are pre-millennial. I think we're still live. We lost the link for a few moments. Not quite sure what happened, but this is a live broadcast. And um, when something is live, you get these sorts of problems which come along. But uh, I think we'll just wrap this message up, Helen, and just.
come to the end of this message, conclude our discussion about uh, America, Israel, Biden, Harris, Israel, the church. And when I say the church, I mean the Bible-believing church. Everything points to the Jew. It starts with the Jew. It finishes with the Jew. And as Bible believers, you are told to pray for leaders, and leaders are leaders, whether it's Hitler, whether it's Boris Johnson or uh, Joe Biden or Vladimir Putin. Yes, Vladimir Putin is also a controversial character. No friend uh, to most people in the West has been undermining governments for many, many years. And uh, anybody who's born again should be aware of this, should know what's going on, shouldn't be... Uh, overly uh, concerned at Christian ministries like ourselves. We'll look at these subjects and we'll try and uh, examine these subjects. Helen, are you back? Can you hear me okay? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm back. Can you hear me? I can. Welcome back. We lost uh, <laughs> both of our uh, signals for a few minutes, but we're back online now, praise the Lord. Any final thoughts, Helen, before we conclude this uh, message? Um, I would just say that it's it's troubling to watch these things, but knowing that the Lord is con in control brings some peace in the middle of it. I, I don't know what else to think. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's, he's it, everything is lined up. It's marching toward the end. I don't know if that's mm. soon or, or later or sooner or later, or, but it does bring some peace to know that for certain. Yeah. I think next 12 months will be very critical. I really do think that. I can't yeah. see anything good come out of it. I mean, the BLM are on the streets marching, LGBT are marching on the streets. And of course, Trump was pro-LGBT. And we yeah. must say this. Yeah. I mean, we don't just give this guy a blanket endorsement. We're not like some groups who say he was a wonderful thing. Let's all uh, fall on our knees and start crying for him. I mean, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a saved man. And he did a lot of things which I'm against and Helen is against and other Christians are, are, are and will be against. Uh, but there was more decency with him than there was with uh, Biden. And there's more of a level of uh, righteousness than would be with he someone was, like Biden, who's was, was a lost sorry, man. Sorry. Go on. Just let me interrupt, sorry. Um, I think he, he at least took religious liberty seriously. And I think that Kamala Harris mm. and Biden and, and Hillary Clinton was another one who are determined to squelch any dissenting opinion, anyone who wants to stand up and say, I'm not going to do this, or I'm not going to do that, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. And they disagree with it. They just want to squash them like bugs. And that's really concerning. Mm -hmm. That speaks, that goes against Americans have always stood for religious liberty since the very first time that the nonconformists right. made their way to Massachusetts, you know? Yeah. So that's, I think, really concerning, really concerning. I'm also hearing from many Americans about a potential civil war. Uh, yeah, I any thoughts about that? Mm, I, I, think I see it hard because, but there could be pockets of, of, you know, distressed citizens doing things to each other that they don't. I think it would have been worse. It would have been more likely if, Trump had won, maybe because the others are don't don't want to play fair. They don't they want to use violence. I don't think the Republicans, generally speaking, want to use violence. No, they'll they'll defend themselves, the left, the left but they're not going to be the aggressor. 
yeah. The left have been historically more violent than the right. I mean, Hitler, people think was on the right. He was on the left, actually. He was, he he was, was a social leftist. democrat. Yeah. Yes, he was. And he was very violent, as was Stalin, of course. It's always been the left who have been more violent than the right. But always he also- been. He also took the guns away from the people, and so that hasn't happened in America. That's another real big concern, but I think the Supreme Court won't allow it. So Biden will want to take away the guns. But I think I he won't happen. be able I to. That, I, I, can't, I don't think it will happen. No, it's part of the Constitution. Is it, isn't it the Second Amendment? Yes. Yeah, I can't see it happening in America. There's still too many Democrats who also believe in the right to bear arms, and so I think it won't happen. Or lead by example, let Joe Biden lay his weapons down and let Camilla Harris lay their weapons down. They won't, of course, for their own private army. I do feel for Americans who are very anxious at the moment, very anxious. I mean, we had this year before last when it looked like Corbyn was going to win here, a hard left-wing ticket with the Scottish National Party and other left-wing atheist groups. I thought this would be very interesting what happens. And thankfully, by the grace of God, he didn't win, although the Tories aren't much better in this country. And I haven't forgiven them for bringing in same-sex marriage either. But they were better, better than Labour. And, of course, someone like Trump is better than uh, Biden. But the whole point of this uh, live stream isn't so much to talk politics or shop, which we could do all night, uh, but it's to talk about Israel because Israel is the key to everything. I keep saying it, it really is. And if you squeeze Israel, as Obama did, or Bush, when he squeezed them over the uh, peace quartet with uh, Tony Blair, remember that very well, uh, Sharon signed up for the Peace Quartet and of course he went into a coma and uh, he paid a high, a high price for carving up uh, Israel and of course Blair left office, never did much after that and of course Bush has been very quickly forgotten. It's very interesting going back over the years, looking at all these politicians trying to do deals, trying to mess up Israel, uh, trying to bring in a secular state and of course Israeli premiers going back to not just Sharon but Olmert uh, and other leaders, even back to perhaps Goldemir back in the 70s, uh, have all been international international socialists. Uh, and they feel they have a right to carve up Israel. And of course, you've got no rights to carve up Israel. No rights. And he was no. Olmert, wasn't it? Olmert Helen. He got cancer. He was going to sign. He was going to carve up Israel. The Lord dealt with him. He dealt with Sharon. And uh, I just feel with Trump, I'll say this one last time, I think with Trump, maybe January this year, was the beginning of the end of his presidency when he wanted to carve up Israel with Sharon, not Sharon, excuse me, uh, with uh, Yetanahu and all the leaders around the world yeah, yeah. were saying, yes, we like the idea of this, give the Palestinian power, so on and so forth. And that almost broke the Israeli premier. In fact, he lost the election, didn't he? I think he lost the election this year. He's now carving, he's now sharing with the uh, with his number two, is it? Uh, Benny Gantz. Uh, Benny Gantz, is it? And uh, election, Trump's lost the election. Mm-hmm. Pope nearly died. Boris Johnson nearly died. You see that land of Israel? You mess that land of Israel. It's a hot potato. I think it says over in Zechariah. Uh, you, know, you mess with Israel. I'm slightly paraphrasing. Uh, the Lord will uh, deal with you quite severely. I can't think of the verse off the top of my head. But anyway, I think we covered quite a bit of ground for this evening, Helen. This wasn't uh, planned. This message. Uh, I appreciate you ju- uh, jumping into the live broadcast at such short notice helen much appreciated any final thoughts about america or israel or how we should pray as christians or how we should deal with this issue well it says to pray for our leaders and it says to pray for the peace of jerusalem and i think we have to look up our, our redemption draweth nigh 
that the Lord is coming back soon. Yeah. We know it, we don't know how soon, but we know today it's sooner than yesterday and tomorrow is sooner than today. So we can have hope. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. Okay, Helen, thank you for joining me this evening, sister. And thanks sure. to all of you who watched us. Sure. We apologize for the break in the connection. Not quite sure what happened. I'm not sure how long we were offline for, but uh, the live stream was still open by the looks of it. So hopefully nothing was lost. And we'll still be back next week, Patrick, myself, and Martin, to look at another topic. But this was a rushed message this evening as the news was breaking uh, from the US of uh, Biden's shocker, shock win, quote unquote. It hasn't even been officially announced yet, anyway. Uh, but all the governments are jumping up and down. The leader of the Labour Party is over the moon, the leader of the SNP is over the moon. Boris Johnson has yet to say anything, but uh, he will in the next few days. And of course, once governments start to recognize Biden as the president and waiting, that puts more pressure on the outgoing presidents. And I think if the French presidents and the German chancellor and other world leaders start to get behind Biden, start to congratulate him. And if the Israeli premier, that'd be very interesting. If the Israeli premier, who knows Biden very well, of course, if he too was to congratulate and endorse Biden, then of course, that really is the end of Trump's presidency. Uh, and then look out for the beginning of sorrows, because I can't see anything good coming out of a Biden-Harris uh, presidency. But we'll see, of course, what happens. But my feeling is it's going to be pretty grim, pretty depressing, pretty rough for many Americans. And uh, we've had this many years. We've had this for many years in the UK. We've had left-wing governments, not hard left, but we've had left-wing governments. And now it looks like America is going to have a left-wing government. And that'll be very interesting indeed. So we'll leave it there. Thank you again, Helen. Uh, God okay, bless you, Helen. Bless you, brother. And uh, thank you all for joining us. And we'll speak to you all soon in Jesus' name.